Hi folks, welcome to season five of Shine Time Radio, a weekly unedited podcast exploring all things tarot and coaching with some wonderful chit chats and life musings thrown in. I'm Jenny Robertson, the tarot reader, coach and space holder behind Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, a heart-centered reader, and lifelong learner, your trail buddy and introverted cheerleader. This space is for the dreamers, triers, and magic makers looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Shine Time Coaching. I have another guest and I'm very excited. <laughs> we have Karen Preen this week who is an online non-diet trainer and that's very very important for us to say. Um, I'm going to let her speak about herself in a minute but I do also want to just say that um, Karen and I are dear friends and we've worked together and and the, in the realm of each other for for quite some time and we're very aligned in so many ways and we were having a conversation the other day about habits and why they're so fucking hard. <laughs> new habits and we just both went we should talk about that on a podcast because it feels important right now and it feels like something that um hopefully coming from two coaches um because I I do I believe strongly that coaching work is habit work um and always and I think that um we both love habits but we also both struggle and we want to talk about that today um not only just about ourselves, but also about some, you know, little tips and hints that hopefully maybe will help people feel a little bit less alone in it and, you know, more um, confident to have a go at maybe implementing a few. So I'm going to let Karen have a wee um, spiel about herself just so that she can explain um, a little bit about what she does and her perspective, because it is quite unique as much as I'm used to being around Karen and I know her philosophies and and I surround myself with non-diet approaches to things I think for a lot of people it's still quite a unique approach unfortunately um yeah yeah so I'll let Karen do her thing and tell you a little bit more about herself do you know when you live in your bubble of your curated newsfeed and yes. it's lovely and beautiful everyone's aligned and yeah. then you step outside and you're like oh Pete this isn't mainstream and mm-hmm. and you do forget that yeah. so I am a non-diet trainer as in um like I'm like so you know the majority of personal trainers would be weight loss focused and mm-hmm. although if that's someone's personal goal that's none of my business you know um but it's not something that I sell it's not something that I put focus on like to me I want to get into let's get back to enjoying movement let's get connected to our bodies let's use movement as a mental health um self-care tool you know it's to me exercise is just a tool a tool in our toolkit of many things and it doesn't ever have to be associated with weight loss if we don't want it to be so that's my unique perspective of yeah (laughs) I don't care about your measurements I don't care about any of that stuff what I care about is like how are you getting on with getting to the gym how's the consistency going how is how is it impacting your mood your mm-hmm. life I, I deal um I have a lot of clients who deal with chronic illness yeah. so it's like how is that making their symptoms easier or on the other side of it if they've been exercising too much how can we bring that down and meet ourselves where mm-hmm. we're at so it feels my practice in movement feels like um a supportive tool rather than the old days of punishing yeah. 
<laughs> no pain and no gain. And yeah. We all have the same 24 hours. <laughs> and that's like, oh, if we're in pain, maybe we'll, maybe we should not do those things. Yeah. Maybe we should do something different, you know. Absolutely. I think that's and, wonderful. You made that point about being working with folks with chronic illness because I think so many folks who struggle with things feel so alienated. Um mm-hmm. And that movement is for everybody and to have access to care and to an approach to movement and developing movement habits is for Mm -hmm. everybody. And it doesn't feel like that all the time. No. And and that's the thing. One of my um, uh, main, I say selling point, it's not a selling point. It's, it's a service that I offer is a 20, 20 minute um, personal training sessions because not everyone can do an hour. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can do four to five minutes and when, so from my own experience, my chronic illness, I suppose, would be uh, depression um, and anxiety. And coming from a personal point of view, 20 minutes just felt like the sweet spot of it's not too mentally challenging. Absolutely. I can just get it done. And that stuck. And being able to offer that to clients has been life changing for some of them because they didn't, they wasn't aware that they were able to just do 10, 15, no, 20 10, minutes. minutes. That's like yeah. a gateway thing, isn't it? It like gets people in the door and gets them moving again and gets them re having a different relationship with movement than maybe what not only what they're maybe used to, you know, and what they grew up seeing, but like also our societal understandings of what movement, what constitutes what counts, yeah. Yeah, what counts. Oh my gosh, and what <laughs> the hierarchy of hierarchy of workouts. And actually we just yeah. need to reclaim that because movement is so beneficial for so many people and I love that we we obviously are both using the term movement <laughs> over exercise <laughs> for a reason yeah. yeah see I'm okay I'm personally okay with exercise now because I've been able to reclaim that yeah. for myself mm-hmm. but I know that it's still such a loaded term for many people but at the end of the day it's it's all movement and it's mm-hmm. just about moving it's the energy of moving our bodies isn't it you know it is yeah and this actually this what you've <laughs> talked on is going to touch on at least three of the things we'll probably share about it's about like a reclamation and how we do that it's about um modifying our expectations of what counts and how we can simplify things and make it easier do you know for ourselves to engage so I love that already it's just in your it's embedded in the work that you do with folks already which is just so lovely yeah and the habit stuff like obviously when I first trained as a personal trainer it was like okay so my job is to just give people exercise programs Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so much more than that sure. to be fair the majority of my clients could probably do their own exercise programs they've got a long history with exercise mm-hmm. but they just need someone to help them with their habit work and mm-hmm. so a lot of what I do actually is habit work so yeah yeah that's hilarious I've actually written a post <laughs> I haven't posted it yet but last week and it was literally just starts off with all coaching is habit work and then I was going to tag you in it. So I'll do that next. Uh, maybe I'll do yeah. that leading up to, or maybe tomorrow when we talk, when we post this, but um, <clears throat> as it is, and it's funny because I know the way that you work and your relationship with people is it's not just a classic PT relationship where they're showing up at the gym, you run them through their paces and then they go home. I know that you create a space for them to talk about things, be honest about things, feel they mm-hmm. feel comfortable you know sharing their struggles with you so that you can try and find I know that you probably end up developing quite a deep relationship with so many of them yeah which is lovely and I know that about you um but I also feel like the work that you do with them probably and we'll talk about this as well snowballs 
in their lives to other things outside of movement too right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we can say that for a lot of like the, the habits the past for like personally that we yes, do you know we can absolutely yeah so we we thought it was really important to come and talk about this because maybe this is something not a lot of people are seeing but we're definitely two coaches who um hold, can hold space for other people well and can and can um support other people in their habit work but we also find habits really fucking hard yeah <laughs> they're really so hard. fucking hard yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad that we could swear because like yeah. sometimes I get angry with myself that this this should be easy but yeah. it's not like <laughs> yeah and just to put it out there that we are not the type of coaches <laughs> where we've had our shit together and everything's perfect and we're here and we're just going to help bring everybody you know that's not our thing that we are human beings <laughs> living very human lives with all its complexities and loveliness and horribleness and everything in between and that we also find habit work really really hard and Mm -hmm. so we wanted to share about that maybe just to let people feel less alone in it because I think one of the hardest parts and I know for me this is a thing it's not the not doing of the habit it's the shitting on ourselves for not doing the habit that just creates more of a a horribleness around it all right and a harder harder for us to engage so we want to just first off share with everybody that we get it. Yeah, <laughs> we <absolutely>. know it. <laughs> we feel it very much, uh, you know, as well. Um, and that I we're... think there's an added layer as a coach as well. Yes, the feeling that you should have your shit together. Yeah. Um, and but then realizing, like you say, that actually it's much more relatable to people if you can show that. Do you know what? Like I've done yeah. all the studying. Yeah. This is my job. But yeah. guess what? I struggle with habits as well. And that's not to disempower people. Yeah. But it's just to say, like, you know, this stuff is hard and we can make it easier by doing, you know, little things. Yeah. But, and we've yeah. got like, a toolkit, don't we? You and I have developed toolkit and built up a toolkit for ourselves, but for other people as well in the work that we do with this sort of habit building work. And I think that's what we wanted to kind of share is just a few things today. Um but I think we also want to talk a little bit about the psychology of mm-hmm. a new habit <laughs> and what's behind it, what's required for it, and sort of what can come up when it when we when we start engaging so that people who who will, will know this, they'll feel this and they'll know yeah. this, but they'll be like, oh, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's the, the great place to start is how how do you know like when 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 you're ready for change? And I call it my um fed up of my own bullshit stage yes like you literally can feel it do you know what I mean yeah when you're doing a lot of sighing and you're doing a lot of like come on (laughs) sometimes you can actually feel this kind Mm -hmm. of I know this sounds weird but I sometimes feel like this heaviness in my body like yeah um like this feeling like I just feel internally frustrated like I know that something that once might have been serving me is no longer yeah and it's Mm -hmm. time to let go of that yeah move on to the next stage but it's that moving on that is the little hard part you know the hard part so I think there's two pieces to that we we're going to talk about we we're going to talk about um you know the the sort of theories around radical honesty or supportive honesty um and I think that's tricky in a society that is um with our systems at play that can be very shitty right and those shitty systems that benefit from us feeling down about ourselves and that prey on that right so it's hard it's sometimes hard I think for us to recognize what we need in a loving honest way 
that is outside of or beside all the messaging we're getting throughout you know from society about things we need to look certain yeah. ways and be certain ways and act certain ways and get up at five in the morning and do this and do that and do that and you should do this and you should do and all the shoulds so I think there's a conversation for us to have around what honesty looks like for us and for the people we work with and then also the conversation maybe around discomfort of a new something new because that mm. also can be very off-putting and for good reason yeah yeah <laughs> what's your what's your honest voice sound like to you when you're talking to yourself um my honest voice is sometimes like scared of the the change itself like I I take a lot of comfort in routine and things being the same and mm. um so I think the I think for me it's that fear of failure yes you know, wanting things to change but also not wanting things to be big again like yeah like, it's that <laughs> you, you know that you've got to show up you know yeah. and, and I think it's that sometimes I fear okay if I start this I need to continue it you know what it means so, so, you know what I mean so yeah. it's not to fail and yeah. then I think maybe a lot a lot of my barrier is that like what if I can't keep it up mm-hmm. you know what um and I suppose it's that perfectionism thing because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. moving away from that because the reality is you're not really failing are you <laughs> you're not no. failing no just taking small steps and if sometimes you have to hit pause mm-hmm. that's fine um and also like even though we've done a lot of work around moving away from dark culture yeah I still have to first of all go through a mental process of why 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 do I want this to change yeah is this from me or is it coming from how yeah. I think I should be feeling you know what I mean yeah the, lot, I think once, that's hard yeah like once you become aware of all this it's <laughs> actually the change is a little bit harder in the fact that you're so self-reflective and you're so like question yeah. things you know you have yeah. to question a lot before you're ready to move through I agree I think it's the shoulds I always talk about the should being a dirty word because um but also really great at identifying whether a new habit is actually for you or not because mm-hmm. if, if you're using the should if you're using should a lot in the conversation with yourself about it there's maybe a hint there that possibly it's not the habit for you or the way that you're going about it isn't for you or your yeah. reasoning behind it isn't for you so there's just a bit of a pause to be like oh I'm using that should word a lot I'm curious what that means is this actually a habit I really want or is this something I really just feel I should be doing mm-hmm. and for especially women have like living a life without a diet culture type or a diet or a weight loss goal can feel which we're not all against like we're not like <laughs> do you know yeah, like yeah, antics, like, yeah. but yeah. if that's when they're realizing they no longer want to engage in that it can be so disorienting because mm-hmm. your whole life has been spent with that as just being like a, a to- like an, an automatic goal like you have these yeah. other goals in your life and that one's just right up there like all the time well I yeah and it's one that you never really questioned you just yeah you never it. questioned it totally and I think, so that's the new thing for like once you step away from that it's like actually why am I doing this who's it for yeah whereas before it was always like I just need to be thin whatever yes. cost yes. I'm just gonna do these things you yeah. know and we and all know really... what happens when that 
but we all know the things we've all done in the pursuit of fitness yeah. we know that so we don't need to go on that no no all experience. like do you know what i mean like the, yep. the things that we subjected ourselves to without even questioning why like even questioning it totally um, and yet now sometimes i yeah then i have to question now when i'm looking at things like how I'm eating, how I'm nourishing my body, how I'm moving my body. I have to be very mindful, like, oh, is that diet culture? And then also like, well, is it okay? That, that's okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now it's like, but that's, this is what's good for my body. This is what I like. This is how I like to move. This is what feels right. You know? And so it's just, and, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that, that that's the reclamation part to me, isn't that's it? The reclamation because part. we've kind of like gone, we've we've done the swing and then we've gone back to like okay so I can take these things and this thing and this thing and it doesn't mean that it doesn't it's mean that yeah what I've discovered actually my my body enjoys or this is what helps me to do this you know absolutely and it's so empowering when you realize that when you get to that point it's such a beautiful place to be where you can actually fully assess everything in front of you for what and try and have a go right too and be yeah. like no that doesn't feel right or that didn't work um I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna or just even making like small little adjustments to things and it's just such a lovely space to be but I think getting honest with ourselves about what we want and why we want it is such a key part of this whole process isn't it yeah. and not, not just doing it because we feel we should be doing it or not just doing it in a way that we've always done it even though mm -hmm. that hasn't worked 5,000 times before <laughs> do you know what I mean but we just don't know and that's where working with a coach I think can be really really um supportive especially one who you know the way that we approach people and their habit work <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was discomfort because discomfort's a funny little bugger isn't it it's like it's just like it, I think that we are so used to our it's normal for us to feel um, nervous when we feel discomfort because mm -hmm. our whole, our brains are trained to find let things be easier or let things be comfortable, right? Discomfort yes. can be misunderstood as fear, as um, something feeling wrong, something feeling off, whether we kind of are aware of it or not. But it's actually the quintessential part of change. And it's such a huge part of any change that we make is discomfort is involved in it. Any growth, mm -hmm. any transformation, any change that we make, um, discomfort is part of the part of the package, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My discomfort definitely lies more in the getting started. Like yeah. once I get started, I'm pretty good. Like it's with I can kind of run with it, but it's the it's the actual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in there. That's where my discomfort sits. That's How about so you? Funny. I'm the I'm the I'm I'm great at starting. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the excitement of it and the whole like I my brain is already like on on the whole like if I do this and my discomfort comes in the consistency part in the in okay. the doing it day in day out whether you feel like it or not whether you know that kind of thing. So that is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand this, this discomfort of starting something new. Um, but yeah, I, when I, when you were saying that, I'm like, oh no, mine's, I'm a great starter. <laughs> isn't that, is, that is interesting though, isn't it? Because again, like we know one part of goal setting and habit work is getting to know yourself and yes. what, where your discomfort lies or what motivates you. Like, so yeah. you, it sounds like you 
get that motivational spark and you can just go with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whereas I've, I'm, I'm I have to try and force the motivational spark and you know, or, or I get it and I ignore it mm -hmm. <laughs> for a long time, and then suddenly something clicks and that's it. Uh -huh. and I love that you said and I can see it where you just kind of get fed up of your own bullshit but in the most loving and caring of way it's like it's like a, a you know a partner and being like come on <laughs> I love you let's do this you know like that kind of thing it's not like a, a shitting on yourself way I don't think but it's like no. yeah you just sort of have a laugh with yourself don't you with that way where you're oh, like yeah. oh I know what I you're laugh doing at myself a lot. I laugh yeah. at myself a lot about my frustration around things because it is yeah. actually quite funny <laughs> and I've also I've been talking about this a lot with people because you and I both are um aware of the systems at play very much aware of the systems at play and we are not believers of the whole we all have the same 24 hours and all that kind of thing no. but I think also tell me if I'm wrong in this that that sometimes we can forget how much choice and um empowerment we we have sometimes not forget or we're just I think that's part of the diet culture thing is we were told how to eat how to move how to this how to that and we forgot that we have choice yeah I think there's a real reclamation in that as well is that you get to choose we have a lot more choice than we think we do or that we were told that we do mm -hmm. would, you, would you agree with that I do agree and I also like uh, I think we've spoken about this before I one of my trigger words was self-discipline I just yeah oh like that was like um a discomfort yeah a disc it was active you know, <laughs> because it was so it was so entwined with dark culture for me do you know what I mean yeah. so but then you realize actually that you can have loving like loving, loving stuff yes yes you know and um so I think that was one of my scary reclamations Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I know one for me is the word willpower. I hate the phrase willpower because I think it's fleeting. And I think, but there was a real moral attachment to somebody having like great willpower. Um, and I think it's, again, it's like more for me, it's like loving promises, like keeping promises yeah. to myself feels more loving than like engaging or being, having excellent willpower. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I think that's the part of like we we have we haven't all got the same twenty four hours, but we have got lots of this time and opportunity mm -hmm. where you know we we do get to choose things for ourselves, and mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like coming coming to that realization that maybe I could make better choices, like sometimes. Oh yes, and it's like <laughs> the pulling. If that's not real, but it's pulling those that those bits of power empowerment back into ourselves, isn't it? Because I think mm -hmm. that we've been taught to give a lot of our power away over our lifetime. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. And then, I, oh, I do have choice. I do have resources. I do have supports. I do have options. Mm -hmm. It would be, like, mind-blowing because we don't always see them or know about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what was another thing we were going to talk about. Oh, I was I was laughing because I was thinking of the word you and I used to try. We would we would try and bat back and forth about with each other. I remember being about being accountable, but we both hated the word accountable. <laughs> we like, but there's no other word for it. Was there, it? What, <laughs> I'm not sure right with that word now. How are you? Yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's that promise keeping for me. I think I think it's just like keeping promises to myself. And it's again, it's like treating yourself 
well like you would keep your promises to your favorite person and you would Mm -hmm. keep promises to like your children your family and like your you know for the most part but (laughs) keep you know what I mean you'd keep promises and it's like why wouldn't I do that for myself and so that yeah I think that feels better to me than but still that I remember us both being like when we were supporting each other and different things but we'd be accountable and I'm like we we're both like I don't like that word what's up with that word but yeah come a long way with that <laughs> yeah definitely and I think I think sometimes that's needed like it's sometimes you need to let go of everything yeah you know and yeah. and slowly come back to figuring out the things that actually can be supportive you know yes yeah mm-hmm. um do you feel the most of the people you work with are coming back in from that other the swing the other way absolutely and a lot of them it takes time for them to be okay with having those shorter workouts like they experience a lot of like um am I doing enough like I should be doing more and and then the realization of oh my goodness this is enough this is enough I am doing great I am moving twice a week I am getting my workouts in like this is great I can do this yeah um, and it's lovely to witness that realization yeah do you know what my big thing for that was was around walking walking has been I grew up and I wasn't I was an athlete I'll just say that I have an ad had I grew up swimming competitively for 12 years then I went into rowing at university I've done you know so that athlete mentality was strong strong in this mm-hmm. one um and so and then once I stopped rowing it was then I was doing powerlifting then I was doing this I was doing you know I was doing everything that was like big strong athletic type stuff and now I don't do any of that <laughs> but <laughs> I remember like a real bit of grief coming around having to let go of the identity of being an athlete mm-hmm. quote, quote, athlete um and one of the things that was a bit of a reclamation for me was walking never, never registered as a form of exercise that was valid and that was worthy. And as I get older and I'm dealing with some new health stuff or new new labeled health stuff, I suppose I probably have been dealing with it for ages, but I've got psoriatic arthritis mm-hmm. like diagnosed with. Um, and then obviously we're, we're in approaching perimenopause, menopausal years. Um, and a new thing for me has been uh, hormonal migraines which I've never had so like you it feels like I've been forced to address or look at my habits my routines my daily way of life and you really have to give value to something that's completely different right mm-hmm. than what you've never and I never was told that walking was valuable I know how valuable walking is now so this isn't like me being you know um dismissive dismissive of it but in the athletic world in the world of athletes walking is not what it's I know. You. and yeah it's such an underrated it's, form of movement it's the best like it's the best I would say it's my more my main core way of moving um mm-hmm. but we have a dog so have to walk anyways but um which helps but walking and talking with friends walking and getting into nature like the whole yeah. walking is just like it's been a revelation for me at <laughs> 45 just well, getting outside you know <laughs> I know that you love your stomps as well <laughs> your silly little stomps. <laughs> however mm-hmm. talking about habit stuff and knowing oh. the kind of habits and changes that we needed yeah so I had realized I developed this barrier to walk in and I could not figure it out for the life of me like why am I not being able to do this thing that 
I used to enjoy and is so easily accessible to me. Mm-hmm. And I realized I needed a challenge. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's sometimes when I need nothing challenging at all. And then there are times when I need something that's going to challenge me physically and mentally. Yeah. So I started Couch to 5K. Hey, I know this is, I've been watching your journey and been loving it because you're like, it's like you can see almost like the shock on your own face <laughs> that you're a that you're doing it and that you're doing it <laughs> I know so that's been revelationary and do you know what what you were just speaking about that I may not do that for for a long time I might just do it for the course I might not even complete the course mm-hmm. and that's fine mm-hmm. I think I've, I'm in such a place now where I can easily let go of things if they're not working you know not working yeah 100 percent. yeah oh I love that and it's not like uh because we all stick to things that just don't work. We've all been in there in situations where we're like doing something we absolutely hate. Like the number of people I know who talk about movement and with such hatred that the movement that they're doing. And I'm like, why would you punish yourself like that? Like my, I'm ba- I've gone back to swimming a lot and I'm doing a lot of wild swimming and then the walking and my cold plunges and things like that, which isn't to do. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon. I've always been. <laughs> I've always been a cold water girl since I grew up swimming in cold water, but um, it just feels like people like we, it's just, just what, you know, it's our life. And I think it's allowed, we're allowed to evolve. We're allowed to change. I loved rowing when I did it. I love swimming competitively when I did it. And now I'm coming back to these water things in a way that's gentle and it's non. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, it is lovely, but it's like, we're allowed to, we're allowed to change how we approach things and we're exactly. allowed to, give up stuff we don't like doing <laughs> but and on that note can I just make a point about I actually think the term joyful movement has not been helpful no because I agree okay it's, I see what you're saying yeah <laughs> just to like squeeze it in it's not always going to be joyful we're not always going to enjoy every session and that's normal that but I think normal. the difference is like when you really hate something and you're dreading it like yeah. then that's you're probably a right. sign that it's not for you yeah but, I do think it's normal actually to have days where you just don't want to go and do the thing and I think you've spoken before about those are the days that you have to tap into okay why am I doing this how am I going to feel afterwards what are the benefits picture yes you're 100% right and that distinction is so so important because that is what we're that's that discomfort the discomfort on the days when things aren't going perfectly or you have lower energy, especially with, mm-hmm. as you know, women and hormonal changes and, and times of change and, and that kind of thing, day-to-day pressures, families, work, everything else we know. And I think we talk about, maybe we'll get into our wee top tips in a minute, but um, I feel like that is such an important distinction to make because this is what we're talking about. Like, is it hatred of the thing? Cause it feels horrific to do and you're no longer into it. Or is this a bit of discomfort from doing something new that your mm-hmm. brain is like, mm, let's go back, yeah. let's go back to easy, right? So, yeah. and we know we can do hard things to quote Brene Brown. We know that we know we can do hard things because we do hard things every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wild to me that folks starting a new habit can be so hard on themselves. And that it can really do a number on their self-esteem when mm-hmm. you know in their personal lives what they're dealing with and how resilient and strong and amazing and wonderful these people are. But mm-hmm. like one one dip or one, you know, thing and it really knocks their confidence, which is wild to me. So yeah, I think let's get into some tips maybe to help a wee bit. What we tips that we use for ourselves. <laughs> 
um yeah as well good. I would I'd say like a little pep talk to myself yes. for a start I love yes. a pep talk to me like um like things like you know you're a bad bee you're a bad yeah. bitch yeah you can do this come on Karen it's like it's yeah. not that hard you've got this like I literally do pep talk myself I love or, uh, you know the song I have a tiger yeah <laughs> I know that's such a cliche but it actually I don't yeah. know what it does but it kind of like revs me up a bit you know yeah I think then, that, but, oh, go on, sorry. I was gonna say I think making your habit enjoyable is really is really important like adding the things yeah. into it that make it fun interesting engaging so that on the days you don't really feel like doing it there's still there's an added level of enticement <laughs> that's the thing making a habit feel enticing and and what I learned as well is um start with something small yeah like maybe do the low energy low commitment like look, something that's for instance washing my face at night and taking my vitamins now that seems like such an easy thing but to get going with that was really really hard mm-hmm. however I have maintained momentum with those habits for three months now yeah. and so I think it's like doing those little things actually gives you the feedback oh I can do mm-hmm. habits I can mm-hmm. create change mm-hmm. I can stick to things Mm-hmm. So that would be um, one of my pieces of advice. Is like you can collect evidence of yourself actually being able yeah. to stick to habits. Like if you create some little low energy ones. Yeah, and that's evidence to give to your brain when the brain wants to tell you you can't do it, you never do this, you never do the, you never stick to anything, you never can, you know, all that, all that lovely chit chat. Then you can be well, actually. <laughs> here's the <laughs> I absolutely can do that um I love the low low energy ones like the ones that because those are a great way to start the whole keeping promises to yourself that's the thing yeah. and we're not and so one of my big things is um that we always talk about you and I as well as progress over per- perfection mm-hmm. we hate perfection and habit work it's not for us <laughs> it's not our thing but I think um it's progress isn't it it's like if you miss a day it's not the end be all and end all it's not the end of the world if you can start fresh the next day then great you know what I mean yeah yeah um, just get back at it yeah if you start missing quite a few days in a row again that's just good data there's something that's mm-hmm. not working for you that maybe you need to tweak and look at again you don't need to share all over yourself you can just you know what I mean you can it's not it's not doesn't mean you're some kind of way some kind of person it just means that there needs to be a wee little bit of a look at that mm-hmm. at that habit might not be the right time, might not be the right time of day, not might not be whatever, right? So it's just yes. progress over perfection. Little little habits to start building up that confidence of being able to keep promises to yourself and the evidence that you're able to do, you know, mm-hmm. habit-based stuff. And then like you said, making it enticing. And I know this isn't always accessible to everyone, but mm-hmm. like for instance, I got myself some new running shoes when I was doing couch 5k because I tried with my normal trainers and it really hurt my feet yeah so I know that I would have given up that habit if I had to carry on in those trainers so it's like oh maybe I should invest in yeah for myself and for this thing and it made a big difference actually Mm -hmm. so like like find that figuring out the resources that you need and what support do you need do you need to learn anything first before you actually do mm-hmm. the change mm-hmm. because I think people forget that that's all part of the habit work and 
it might take you a while to get to the action, but yes. all that work that you're putting in beforehand is actually part of change. So it maybe is. maybe yeah. to help people feel a bit better about the fact they haven't started yet. Well, you're thinking about it like that's that's, that's good. That's, that's a first step. Absolutely. You're recognizing there's something you want in that and that you want yeah. to do for yourself and give to yourself. So there's a, a recognition there. Um, and I think as well within that, it's because this is one of my problems is often if I want to start something new, I'll go, I'll think I'll need all the stuff. So sometimes we do genuinely need stuff, but I think I, it's a form of procrastination for me to be like, I need all the gear, no idea, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas it's like another piece of empowerment can be what, how am I already resourced and supported? Yeah. What's available to me already to get started? Um, and what might I need to, what might I need that I can't give myself or ask right for, yeah. or, you know, so there's <laughs> like that kind of we balance isn't there, which mm -hmm. is really important as well, because for those of us who like to procrastinate with the over planning. <laughs> yes. See that all I got was my trainers because I literally had, like I could probably do with a new thing for my yeah. phone and I could do with all of that. Yeah. But it's like, I already had some things that I can use for now. So it's like, you know, yeah. remove those barriers. Of what remove the barriers. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I know another one that you and I have talked about, um, especially with small habits, is habit stacking. Yeah. Um, putting a habit onto something you're already doing automatically every day. Um, do you do that? Is there something that you've added on in terms of habit stacking? When I think about it, I actually don't, not that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's... A one that I've had to use yet because like I don't know my habits are pretty like different like do you get what I mean like yeah so I wash my face at night I take my vitamins in the morning but maybe it's that like when I go up to bed yeah then I wash my face like so it's like yeah because the habit like we don't recognize it but going to bed is a habit and the process yeah. up the stairs and getting ready for bed is a habit that we so do is that, yeah yeah, so you've attached your washing your face to going up the stairs. So that I guess that is a habit stacking. I'm trying to think of one I've done recently because um, mine usually it does revolve around my morning um, routine because if I can get up, <laughs> when I get up, um, I prefer to get up around six and just have the quiet. I'm a morning person, so that works for me. Um, but having the quiet of the house before everyone else gets up um, or my husband comes home from the gym because he goes at 4.30 because he's... <laughs> wildly <laughs> not human um, <laughs> um but so what I like that time and so it's easy if I can get up then it's like it's easy to sort of stack so I do my journaling and my tarot and I yeah. add in my breath work and I can do that kind of or stretching so I find that quite good so the first habit for me always is the habit of getting up at six in the mm -hmm. morning and then from there I can kind of build my my wee habits and in the morning yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioning your morning ritual. I used to have a morning ritual. I don't have one anymore because I've found it too hard for me mm -hmm. to like maintain that. And what what I enjoy now actually, because I live with older children and um two adults who you know. So yep. my mornings in the house are actually still a bit chaotic. So now I tend to like stay in my bedroom until everyone's dispersed yeah and then I get up <laughs> and start hiding. my day which yeah. is a little bit later than yeah. I'm used to and then I don't have time to do like the morning stuff before my work starts 
However, I cherish that like mm-hmm. hiding away in my little cocoon of my bedroom until mm-hmm. everything's calmed down again. So I, I think actually sometimes we can recognize when a ritual that we used to have maybe just doesn't suit the circumstances anymore. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? I was gonna say being flexible in our in our approach to things and recognizing yeah. that our lives change. We have, and we also have cycles and phases within the month, within a week, you know, like some people cannot stick to one time every day because they work shift work or they work, you know, they work part-time or there's, you know, they've got the kids part of whatever, like we know life is, we're we're both very, that life is, is complex and we would never, we're not the type to, to prescribe anything for anybody. Um, And I think that's the key though, element, the the flexibility, like take away the rigidity of the goal yes. yeah. introduce flexibility and then you then everything that you do really is a self-care thing you know and self-consideration it's considering yourself first you know like really letting pu- putting yourself back into your own life first of all is just like key for so many people that this is your life we're so there's so many folks that are so used to serving everybody else around you know in, in their jobs and their in their parenting if their parents and and responsibilities and everything else and it's it can be really hard to fit ourselves back in but it is our lives yeah we're allowed <laughs> we're allowed to have time for ourselves <laughs> yeah absolutely and I love that you mentioned that that you feel so connected to this time as your cocoon time um mm-hmm. and so you know that the morning routine or ritual might come down the line again once things are different again for you but right now you're you're enjoying that peace and quiet in the morning to your to yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what comes down to like, what is it that you need? What was it? Is it a similar thing that you needed from your morning routine that you're getting now? Is it just quiet alone time with yourself? Yeah. And, that was, and that's a priority. And what you do around that doesn't actually really matter. matter. For you, it's the habit of taking time for yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like, I, um obviously I'm coming from the perspective of someone who's got older children so I don't have to do the school run now we how long do we do the school run for when we've got kids it's at least 10 years isn't it yeah yeah. and it's chaos yeah it's chaos I've got one chaos. (laughs) so I think for me once I no longer had to do that school run uh, I was like wow I can create peace for myself in the mornings again you know And I think you're someone who quite likes like a, a gentler start to the day, don't you? Rather yeah. and rather than like a up yeah, and... I'm not a get up at four thirty. I'm a go to the gym start. It is. <laughs> so I'm married to. <laughs> but yes, I, but that and then again, that's his piece. That's where he. Yeah, gets yeah. It. Everyone's it's wild, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that's the thing, right? It's like you can't prescribe something to someone just because you do it. It's like you've got to give someone the tools to figure out how they can apply these things for themselves. Absolutely. Their own personalities, their own absolutely and the way that the system like the way that their habit work helps them. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I know we're laughing, but really, somebody getting up and going to the gym at 4 30 a.m. If that works for them, absolutely, absolutely amazing. You know, it's amazing. And that there's no moral attachment to that. Those people no? are- better than anybody else <laughs> and we know because there's sometimes can be this you can see it in the coaching world and the wellness oh world God. this morality that's attached to your oh, hustle, how you things, oh, and yeah. it's bullshit <laughs> that 
um, grind while your enemies are sleeping, all that kind yeah, of bullshit. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> I want to sleep. Yeah, you do thanks. what you're doing. I'll just yeah. sleep. Yeah. It's just funny. And it, it is, it all comes down to like just releasing all of it. There's no perfect routine. There's no perfect habits. There's no perfect anything. There's nothing that has more moral value over anything else in terms yeah. of how you set yourself up in your day. So if we can release that, you start to look at your 24 hours and however that looks in a whole different way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's no shoulds attached. It's like, what do I like doing? When do I feel most like when do I like working out when do I have yeah. the most energy for it when what you know what what is the core of what I'm meeting in my day you know, and you know exactly oh go on sorry I'm just no, no, checking the yeah. <laughs> you know coming back to like um the tips yes that, that for me would be one of the main things would be how does this make me feel yes like and what am I getting from it what are the benefits how's it impacting my life and I've I've noticed that once I actually get um, locked into a habit, I feel so much better. In oh, 100%. Me too. Energy-wise, productivity, yeah. self-confidence, self-efficacy, you know. Yeah. Connection to yourself, like you're treating yourself the way you deserve to be treated and how you want yeah. to be treated. Yeah, I love that. Because our relationship with ourselves is the relationship of our lifetime. It should be the love affair of a lifetime, right? Is yeah. the relationship we have with ourselves. And I know that the word love can be um, hard for so many people. And I don't mean it like that. Like you should love yourself. But the relationship we have with ourselves so is is it. And but it's you know like, what? Even if we can't get to that loving ourselves, we, we can be loving to loving. ourselves. And we can... Yeah offer ourselves love and kindness and compassion absolutely but in the way that we would love other people we can like give ourselves that that mm -hmm. energy so mm -hmm. I think even if you're not in a place of like complete love and acceptance of yourself you can still be kind mm -hmm. and considerate and absolutely give compassion is what such a big word that I think I've been able to reclaim like a lot of in the beginning days I felt really lazy um yeah it's not being able to do these things and then I was like oh actually it's not laziness yeah you live in a very com complicated complex world yes and, yes you know, imagine that imagine not having the energy and the capacity for things all the things all the time yeah. <laughs> I know and, and I like that's one of my activating words growing up I was I was coined as lazy and and so then you get this burned out 30 year old who's done who's been the athlete done it done it all been it all tried it all you know and then fucked <laughs> so so um I've had to almost reclaim that's another word I've had to reclaim around lazy is just actually like self um compassion and self like nourishment because yeah. my my systems are kind of overloaded and kind of you know struggling so it's like well how do I approach this now and it's almost like my body's I don't think this is the case I don't think my body's like purposely doing this but it feels like sometimes like it's like right well you can't do that so what are you going to do instead and you're like yeah come on <laughs> but then, you know in all seriousness now as we are getting older yeah uh, the likelihood of us remaining able-bodied if we are yeah gets lower you know yeah. there's going to be things as we age and as we develop illnesses or conditions that we will not be able to keep doing the thing that we in might the same have way, necessarily, so yeah. much 
stuff too. So yeah. I've, I don't know about you, but I'm also getting better now of not having too much attachment to things and yes. being able to like let yeah. things flow, you know. Yeah. yeah, easeful flow. That's actually my word for the <laughs> word for this year. It was like easeful flow, like letting things be more flowy because and really embracing my um, ebbs and my flows and my ups and my downs and my capacities that change all the time because I'm recognizing that there's no there's sometimes no rhyme or reason to them or patterns to them while my systems are kind of trying to go through changes and transitions and figure things out and then working with the energy levels from this arthritis um, diagnosis so you kind of have to like you're forced to it's either you fight it and rail against it and get pissed off about it or you go right okay yeah. <laughs> I had a post yesterday that said about um, some of us had to learn self-compassion the hard way <laughs> and this is it it is it's like you have to some of us are just figuring it out you know and what does it actually look like and feel like to do to be mm -hmm. compassionate for, towards ourselves because that's a whole foreign thing to so many of us you know yeah Mm hmm. Oh, well, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> um, is there any have is there any other tips or hints that we've missed that we really want like small changes we know self compassion, you know, making it interesting making it in, um, fun. Yeah, and also the consistency. Yes, consistency doesn't have to mean that you are sticking to your goal three, four, five times a week, once a week, for mm. six weeks, that's consistent. consistent. Like, yeah. you know yeah um it's just realizing that um you can be consistent with something at different intensities you know mm -hmm. and then it's all right to lower the intensity if you need to so absolutely absolutely um karen and i just fun fact karen and i first met because i hit her up i don't know if i can share this can i share this yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, for uh she was off she was exploring her she's she's a, a a reader a tarot reader as well for herself and was exploring what that might look like reading for others and offered um a free reading to folks wasn't it way back mm -hmm. when I'm thinking this was like six years it's, ago it was just after my mom died so it, it would have been like 2018 20 yeah wow and she gave me a beautiful reading and I remember she was the first person where I could see, oh, that's how reading for others could look like. And that actually started my whole path down um, introducing like reading for others and then in introducing reading with my coaching. So then I started I started training more to read for others at the same time I was doing my coaching program. And that's how this how we've evolved to coaching with the tarot. <laughs> It's so spooky. It's so spooky, but we just had a connection ever since. And um, I really love that um, we are where we are and we're doing our work. And I think that's so funny is that we have very similar ideologies and values around the work that yeah. we do, even though we work in kind of completely different fields. And it just shows that like habit work is coaching work is habit work. And you're mm -hmm. you're working with people, you're working with humans who are amazing and complex and have amazing and complex and, and um, varied lives. And it's just like, how do you, we both hold space for those people to sort of explore things in that way for yeah. them. Yeah. Exploration. I think Exploration. To me, yeah. that is a key word of like, this is just a, a curious journey of mm -hmm. you exploring yourself. What works, what doesn't, what, mm -hmm. what works this month. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Be okay with letting things go and trying a different way. And maybe you'll come back to that. Like to point out, I actually have a red tarot for myself 
mm-hmm. um, in probably a year mm-hmm. because my practice had to change. I had to, I just didn't have the mental capacity. So what I do now instead is like listen to podcasts. I'm part of your membership. I mm-hmm. have your year ahead reading, reading. So I've got like my monthly focus. Yeah. So like I'm still attached to that um, practice, but in a in a way oh, that yeah. suits me now, you know. Oh, yeah, I love reading for you. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's funny, isn't it? So that's what we're saying. All our things are so linked and we're, we, have, we, have, we see things so similar, but you work we work in two totally different realms well you would think they're totally different but they're probably a lot more connected than we think yeah. but um yeah and I think that um I think a lot of people are getting really harsh sometimes mixed messages from um the wellness I think you and I are like we work within the wellness realm and we also both are very critical and um confused and sometimes frustrated and angry about some of the wellness stuff that's out there (laughs) um but if you're not critical of what the realm that you're in then what's the point um I suppose Um, exactly and I think one of the takeaway messages that I hope people can get from this is that um even though the coaches Mm -hmm. and what this is what I hate about the wellness thing hate Mm -hmm. is a strong word isn't it but you know these people these gurus these influencers they're not the authority yeah. of you or like you are the authority of you and okay you may have pieces of knowledge missing we, yeah. you you may hire a coach or um read or books or whatever to fill in those blanks of knowledge that you need but right. but really we are the authority of our bodies we are the ones that know our our personalities we are the ones that know what we like and what we don't we know what energy levels we've got so i think once we once you learn that that actually you get to decide what works for you not what mm. someone's telling you that you should do mm-hmm. um, then I think that is so much more empowering mm-hmm. because every, everything that you do then in regards to habit work is is something that you know mm-hmm. is like from you you know like from within and not just because someone's told you that you should be doing it <laughs> absolutely do you not feel like our work often is just is mostly permission giving yeah oh absolutely consider themselves and to consider what their likes needs needs cycles and all that kind of thing are it's like a bit of permission giving to Mm -hmm. actually sit for however much time they work with us for and consider themselves first maybe yeah (laughs) absolutely maybe for the first time ever um but yeah and it's almost like well I'm I'm um what do you call it I'm contributing to this time I'm going to pay I'm paying for this time I'm paying for this I'm going to that that almost makes it for them like okay I, I need to make the most of it and oh she's telling me to take it myself or telling me to consider myself and I'm gonna I guess I'll do it you know what I mean that's that kind of thing isn't it yeah, yeah. it's like yeah I love that. Oh, and that's the other thing as well like um I've I've hired coach I've had coaching yeah, same. I've had mentoring yeah. like it's not something that it doesn't mean that you're a failure you know it's okay to invest in yourself and and when you need that extra accountability or that extra support or some gentle guidance it's okay to have a coach yeah absolutely and that they're coming for our 
quote unquote expertise in an area that like if they have everyone has their own expertise everyone has their own knowledge base and mm -hmm. if they're looking for movement in a different way that's your thing if they're looking for you know connecting to more intuition and, and tarot thing that's my thing like yeah. we, we've we've studied we've our experiences our you know everything about that and that's kind of what what we're here for it just depends what you what what realm you'd like to explore explore yourself with in <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. K Karen, where can people find, like, well, first of all, are you up to, what's, on, what are you up to just now in terms of your business? Like what offerings do you have just now? So I, I still have some space for, we do one-to-one -one Zoom, personal mm -hmm. training, I work completely online, mm -hmm. but um, I'm also trying to push a little bit for like my online training via an app because um, you get all your workouts on the app and then you get a great chat where I'm like your little motivator little mismotivator you know the pep talks um, yeah <laughs> and then so I tried to have uh different income um levels so uh is that I don't know if I've used the right word but let's like, so obviously my one-to-one -one training is a little bit more expensive then you've got the group coaching which is in the middle and then I offer um a page via my patreon you can get a workout every week and a little monthly focus topic for like five pounds a month so Amazing. I yeah. try to have different entry levels yeah to help yeah and there's a few uh there's some you YouTube workouts completely free as well but dead lips and red lips everywhere <laughs> yeah dead lips and red lips dead lips and red lips I love it it's one of my it's one of my favorite things I see when I see your thing come up on Instagram I was like there's Karen um, <laughs> so I will in the show notes put all that information down where they can find you and the different sort of offerings you have going on um and yeah but here's here's to us doing our best <laughs> with our yeah. habits and that we're in there with you we're on the ground with you guys Absolutely. doing our own stuff so we get it one of my newest clients who um is so excited to work with because actually she reminded as well that um one of the reasons why i got into wanting to help women struggle train is because we like it makes you feel like a badass mm -hmm. um but she basically said she hired me because i was struggling too and oh, like with wow. the habit stuff that we're human because yeah. <laughs> you're human yeah we just needed someone who understood and yeah. would like help with that gentle guidance you know gosh I love that and um I do feel like there's going to be a shift in that way that people are going to want to work more and more with people human real folks that are yeah. that are that get it um so yeah I think we're going to see a little shift in that in the next couple of years <laughs> fingers crossed yeah <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today I really really appreciate it and I loved our chat and I'm sure you'll be back again we'll have other things to talk about yes of course thanks for having me my pleasure see you soon bye thank you so much for joining me here in this space you can find out more about the work I do over on the website which is shinetimecoaching.com as well as over on instagram at shinetime underscore coaching if you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies.